Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to y'all know what it is. The MOG Podcast. Now, Now you'll notice something a little bit different about today's show. We're not on Zoom. We're not four four squares in a box. We're not we're not even coming to you live from the safety and comfort of our own homes today. Now we're coming from you live from our glorious Rec Philly that has afforded us the space to record our show and to give y'all this prime Prime content as always. I am Ade. To my right is Brother Joshua. What's up? Across from me is Teme, and across from him is Jonathan. If, yes, you, sir. if y'all don't follow us on the, on the gram right now, you messing up. So go ahead and <laughs> get the joint going. But let's get into the show for today. We got some good stuff. I'm gonna start us off with Mike Todd. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, Mike Todd is a pastor out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. He is near Transformation Church. Very popular church with like people in our demographic and with like mid twenties, like early thirties type of people. And last week was it last week that he did the yeah. whole thing? Yeah. So last week he was giving a sermon on vision and took the story of Jesus spitting in the mud and wiping it on a dude's eyes. And that story he wipes mud on a dude's eyes is mixed with a spit to make him see. But Mike took that a little bit too literally and actually <laughs> spit in his hand. And then wiped it on his brother's eye, which people didn't even know that it was his brother until that came out like two or three days afterwards. But it was gross. Ain't no way. It was gross. And I didn't watch the video because like I don't wanna I don't wanna put that in my head. But he he has since apologized, but I wanted to ask y'all, did y'all watch the video? And if you didn't, what do you think about this? I did not watch the video. I'm like you. If my eyes don't need to see it, it's not gonna be seen. You know, hear no evil, see no evil. <laughs> I believe that heavily. And about it, I think uh, you know sometimes people blow up something more than it you know needs to be. Yes, he. I feel he went a little bit over you know over the you know low with what he did. But again, like you know, he apologized. And sometimes when people get into what they're saying, sometimes it's more of you know their energy rather than, you know, how they think it's being presented. And then, like, he had moments to reflect on it and, you know, think this wasn't the best way to present it. But at the same time, he was still, you know, presenting the word. And I think at the end of the day, that's what we need to get back to is that he was, you know, presenting the word, you know, as pastors do. Sometimes pastors get a little hype with what they're doing because they want to convey their message, like every profession is like, you know, in football, when a coach is getting hyped, they, you know, hype up sometimes, you know, like, you know, punch their, you know, their players or whatnot. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like everyone has. Exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, and you don't see people on like the sidelines, like blowing something up more than it you know, needs to be. They're just like, oh, you know, this happened. Granted, you know, it's probably in like, you know, a smaller, you know, area. But right. it's a thing that all people do sometimes when they get hyped. He apologized we're moving on and i think that's what you know people need to do the greatest takeaway is he learned what not to do next time exactly exactly yeah i think that that the it brought a a lot of questions like does your illustration take away from the message because you know some people sort of i watched the video i was like oh my god what is this (laughs) (laughs) because he he didn't you know he didn't just go 
He went, and he was like, he was like, he was like dripping down down his face, and he yeah, was like yeah, trying to take out his mouth. I'm like, I was very thrown off by it, but like. <laughs> I, I had read the comments. I didn't really watch the sermon, but I had read the comments and people said like, oh, I needed this message, you know, but the fact that just that little part threw off a lot of people, I think that brings the question like, should our illustration preach the message or does the message have power to preach for itself? You know, I think each and everybody, each and every single person is given the responsibility to carry the message and we have to be very cautious. I think we, we all have to be held to a high standard where it's like, hey, look, man, this is what you're carrying. And this, what you're carrying, has power. So it doesn't need your power to do its work. It will do its work regardless of what you do. So I think what he did of apologizing was definitely good, you know. We all learn from our mistakes. But then that should also bring into the caution of, like, I have to make sure that what I'm doing is right. Because, like, the, the one question I was thinking of was, like, accountability. Like, who who who, who gave this a green light? Like, That's what who, I keep thinking, right? Who, who the, is like, it, like, did, was he surrounded by people who <clears throat> who were, like, oh, yeah, you're doing a good job, you know? You're doing a good job. Or did he actually have people who are, like, yo, bro, you're about to spit in someone's face. Like, <laughs> I don't know about that, man. I don't know how, that, how that's going to come out. So that was my thought. I mean, this is my first time even hearing about it. So I'm, I'm, oh, you I'm, haven't heard about that? Nah, I didn't even know this happened. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> my, man, my, man, my man did that on live TV. Like, hello? Um, honestly, like, he could have found, like, a replacement or something. He had to use actual spit, I mean, to get the message across, to be honest. But, I mean, hey, you said you say he apologized, right? And then um, yeah. I think like, he's got a little too into it, clearly. And then, um, no, honestly, I, don't, I think the message got across. I'd hope so. Because I mean, if it didn't, then that's, that, that's just two, that's two L's or one book. <laughs> but hey, if the message got across, I mean, unless he apologized for it, he learned from it, and you can move on from that. That's my only question, though. Is like to Tommy's point, like who? I don't think anybody around him like greenlit that. I think I think that was improv because I can't imagine him going to his his people be like, all right, so on this part, I'm gonna spit in my head. And, like I I can't imagine them being like, yeah, that's cool. Like you know what I'm saying? Like uh, unless they're just really like kind of, which I notice, this is my personal opinion about, about Church Mission Church, I feel like sometimes they kind of they kind of rally behind Mike a little bit too much sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be watching a sermon from Transformation, and Michael say, like, a good point, but not like a, whoa, like, amen type of point, but they treat it like it's, like it's one of those points. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll say, like, and then God said, you know, let there be light, and they'll be like, oh my God, that's so good, and like... What did he say though? Like, you know, like, it's kind of like, like that one friend in a roast battle, but they say something yeah. about it. Right? It's like, oh, it's like, it was kind of like, it was kind of for real. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that if, I think that there's not, my opinion, I don't think there's enough, I don't think there's enough people around him sometimes to where like, they'll like, kind of stir him in the right path from what I've seen. But again, I, I can't imagine him saying that to them and, be, and them being like, cool with him doing that. Like, I think he kind of improv that or whatever. But I think his brother had had to have known though, cause like brother or not, if you spit in my face I and know. I don't know it, I would have been I would have no. been swinging, like <laughs> like, that, like that like has to be thrown, like, like that's like, like that's in your eyes, like bro, yeah. like church or not, like, like see me after the sermon, bro. Yeah, like, come on, like, <laughs> I'm getting these hands. On, <laughs> it's like not in God's house, outside God's house, you're gonna like, get these hands. Like, <laughs> uh, man. Nah, I mean, but I also want to ask you guys this though. I noticed a lot of times in the comments, I, I read the comments too, that a lot of people in the comments were like, see, see, 
this is why I don't go to church no more. This is why I don't do this, whatever. But at the same time, the people in there weren't, like, young. These are, like, from my, from what I saw in the profile picture, these, these are, like, older people. Mm-hmm. So how is Mike Todd doing something 10 years after you left the church affecting you still? I think that's mm-hmm. just, you know, like, the old, like, the old, that old generation bias, like, you know, settling in. It's, like, you don't like what the new folks are doing, so it's, like, you try and give it a reason now. It's, like, I wasn't going before, but but this is is why. And now I'm just, like, all right, now, first of all, don't be a hater. Like, (laughs) just, just, just don't be a hater. And that's, like, a thing that I see in common with, like, you know, sort of, like, the old, more, like, reserved people is yeah. they see, like, a new, like, change of the guard was happening in um, in churches, and they're, like, they don't know how to feel, so yeah. their first defense is, I don't like it, I'm not going, or I haven't been going, and I'm not going now, and it's, like, don't try and discourage other people, because people don't, people underestimate the value that their comments have in the comment section, because if they see, like, a comment, and then if they see, like, 1,728 likes on that comment, they're going to be like, oh, maybe this comment has some traction. And then maybe they're going to be like, oh, this person thinks like this, so maybe I'm going to start thinking like this. And then you have an issue with, you know, the youth in the church not going anymore or not wanting to go because of what, like, the old generation is planting the seeds inside them saying, oh, it's getting a little out of hand. I don't want to do this. So I just think, you know, relax. It was just a it was just a one time thing. That don't mean all pastors are like that. That don't mean everyone preaches the same way. There's still so many churches out here, so many different like areas of topics to be talked about. Not like that. So just, you know, keep it keep it keep it pee. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I still don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I've been seeing that everywhere. I'm like, what is this? That's my pee, bro. I mean, no, like, they act like they act like every church type got people spitting their hands, putting in people's faces. Like, yo, like this is one. Um, what's the what I'm looking for? Uh, outlier? Yeah, outlier. This one like outrageous outlier just happened. Like, it's not like every church you walk into, something's going. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just, just smacking into someone's face, like yo, my legs. Like, but tell me about an interesting point too, though, about like how the illustrations can detract from the message. So, do y'all think that like stuff like this is why people do leave the faith, or like just I guess the more like the showmanship of church? Like, do you think that's kind of a cause? I think. Uh, the sermon that Billy pre- preached today um, at church was so beautiful about how we put on the mask. And I think this also ties into the topic that I want to talk about today mm-hmm. of how we put on the mask, you know, that looks good, but then there is no substance. You know, and God has called us to be people of such substance and not image. And I think the showmanship definitely takes away from the substance when there's no substance because, you know, something could look good, look great. But then there is no solid, um, there's no, there's no word to it. There's no substance to it. For example, like someone who, you know, they go to ch- the Bible study, you know, they go to church, you know, they, they do all the requirements, but then they're still struggling with, you know, they're still not living life good. You know, yeah. they're still drinking, partying, you know, and it's like, you would question like, Hey man, like, Oh, I'm seeing this hypocrisy right now, you know, and I think that's what takes people away from the fake. Cause like this person claims to be 
a follower quote unquote of god but yet they're not living like him so like what is the point of me being here you know it's a lot of hypocrisy that i see so i think that's what really takes people away from the faith when they see people who claim to be in the faith you know living against what they stand for going off what Tommy said also billy robb another good point about how we're all actors and i feel like that's an important topic to talk about in terms of when you're talking about you know the message being you know lost in everything that's being done and sometimes i feel like pastors when they're like you know when they have examples especially you know the, i don't want to put my tongue on blast but it's like he's one of those people that are known for having like these like uh, like <clears throat> uh, like grand um what's it called grand illustrations. yeah yeah illustrations yeah. on what he's doing and sometimes it's like you're getting too caught up in the illustration that you're forgetting, you know, the main part of what you're supposed to be preaching. And I get it, you know, everyone is attracted to, you know, visualizations and scenes and... Visualizations? Visualizations. Leave me alone, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Leave me alone. I was just not aligned, like, yeah, visualizations. (laughs) Visualizations. Turn turn to book one of visualizations and see what happens. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Blame blame working with kids on that one. Um, But yeah, to get caught up in all the like the grand ideas and having so many you know, the hype crowds that they forget what they're supposed to be preaching and that's where, you know, people get people get lost in the sauce as as they say. So and it's also brings back to a point how sometimes a lot of quotes say it's not how you, you know, say it, it's what your tone is. It's kinda like it's kinda like that. It's kinda bringing it back to, you know, you may have a message, but it's how you present that message. And people take away more from, you know, what they saw rather than what they heard so if they see something that wasn't that you know was a little eh, then they're not gonna really tune in with the message that they were supposed to be hearing which is what kind of skewed it yeah right and then like i think i remember about a few episodes ago we talked about how like jesus is king right and i said my main problem with that is that i didn't like the delivery of the the, the album even though it was to talk about uh, messages and that's like delivery and message to play hand in hand, right? So like, kind of like the message would be like us in the delivery or visualization. Visualization? What English? <laughs> visualization. Uh huh. Visualization. Uh-huh. I'm not doing a car talk. It's hard enough. It's hard enough. Visualization. I'm not even gonna try to say the word now. <laughs> the visualizations of it should be like the accessories, like the what, like any earrings or necklaces, whatever. Should spice it up. It shouldn't be like a the main focus of it. it shouldn't be the actual body of what you're doing. It should also just play hand in hand with it and just accessorize it. I guess we call it. Yeah, I saw this post on Instagram last night that I think kind of sums up what we're saying is that there was this guy and he was like, oftentimes pastors try to make Christianity like sexy, like they. Ah. Oh. I think I put it on my story and I think oh. I think y'all might have seen it, but like. Speak on it. <clears throat> he was saying that like so oftentimes people try to make them people try to make because like if we're just being real, cr- Christianity is not a message of like self propping, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a message of like essentially dying to yourself to follow Christ. But people try to make that message like appeasing to people, which the, there's a way to do it if you want to attract followers to your church, but at the same time, in doing that, they dilute the actual message of Christ in mm-hmm. their sermon. So he was saying like, <clears throat> you know, pastors will have like these grand illustrations or these like, you know, movie theater type experiences in their church to try and attract people 
but at the ex- at the expense of like watering down the message and like watering down like the doctrine pretty much like i this is just me i haven't heard transformation or like any big church like hillsong elevation whatever which like if y'all watch those churches cool i'm not saying the viewers can't watch those churches if that actually appeals to them i'm just saying for myself i haven't i haven't seen them go like hard in the doctrine yet <clears throat> and when they have it's never been like fully explained it's always been like yeah you know there's repentance but here's but here's here's marriage it's like no like mm-hmm. marriage is like one like marriage is real and it's true but like what about repentance like what about hell what about revelations what about the what about the end times like there's all these different things that they miss trying to appease people trying to make the message like sexy mm-hmm. so i think in my Todd's case of course spitting isn't sexy unless to that I don't but but like that's even though what he did wasn't like appeasing the fact that he tried so hard to make it like out there instead of just being like Jesus did this to a man and the man was healed and here's how that here's how that relates to this it kind of it kind of just makes it to where like that message it can't really be heard and people heard it praise god but at the same time like i said it's just it's, it just makes it just makes the job harder mm-hmm. trying to get people in into the body but and it's not the first time too there was one time where man's brought out a cake during um during one of his sermons and i was like a cake a cake Oh, cake. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's a cake. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Right? You saw the one where you was like we're digging into the cake yeah. and i was like all right could feed some starving children, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's more like, and I feel like it's more trying to get people into the church than getting people to, you know, like understand like the word. And I know, yeah. I know he means well, but at yeah. what point is like, is are you trying to go Hollywood? And the last Ooh. thing you want to do is bring Hollywood into the church because no. if you want to be a producer, then just say that. Ooh. Just, just say that you want to go into production <laughs> because like. I know that, you know, the churches, you want to give people the form of, like, expressions and, like, you know, the best way possible to learn about it. But at the same time, it's like, what is too much from what you're trying to, like, speak and accomplish in your sermon? Because, you know, next thing you know, there's going to be a pool in a boat trying to reenact Noah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and I'm and I'm and, and I'm just like all right like at what point right. is it going to be too much that we're having a whole pool in a canoe or like like the art and people like bringing like little animals kids just up as animals because I feel like that's where like that's where it could go if it's not held in check and that's where you said about the board like not the board meetings it's like who. Who signs off on it? It's like when you're sitting around and you're like, you know, saying, oh, this is going to be a good idea. This is going to be a good idea. And the person that says, oh, yeah, this is going to be a good idea. At what point you say, exit stage right? It's like you're no longer in the production rooms anymore because you're going like you're having these ideas. So it's like, yeah, I feel like people need to be surrounded by people who are like, this isn't that much of a good. This isn't a good idea. Let's scrap this and try something else. Yeah, that was good, man. Mm-hmm. He said, "Just be a producer." Like, no. <clears throat> yeah, no. Nah, or from Marvel, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think something that I've been learning is is how realistic Jesus was. You know, he talks to this one guy who's like, "Jesus, I'll follow you everywhere to the ends of the earth," and he's like, "Hey, yo, man, look, the foxes have a place to 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 live, the birds have a nest to live, but look, the Son of Man has no place to lay his head." 
So if you're saying that you're going to follow me, here's what you're gonna do. You're not gonna have any rest. Like mm. with me, this is my, this is kind of life I'm living. And I think what you said about like how people are trying to make the the message attractive is like no no no, keep it real. You know, because I I think something that I, I've learned about this reality thing is that like we don't serve a God who is solving Elsa or Frozen when we're living in the Holocaust. Like he's the God of the Holocaust. So, you know, he's a real God. You know, he deals with real problems. So like if the reality is is that like I don't even know I was going on a tangent yeah if the reality is that um, the, to be like Christ you have to die to yourself mm-hmm. like let's keep it like that like hey man look are you willing to die to yourself or do you want to keep your own thing you know that is not of God and still claim that you are of God so I think that comes in like are we trying to make the message attractive to people just to pull them in or are we telling them the truth yeah, which mm-hmm. is also dangerous. This last thing I'll say because I'm gonna move on. But <clears throat> it's also dangerous too because two things. For one, if the pastor preaches a message that is so attractive and then he's not preaching one day, that's like half your church that's like not tuning into that Sunday, mm. and which like shows how fragile their belief is if they're only tuning in to get a word from this one person. Mm. And then also, it's dangerous because when they do find out about, you know, the end times and, you know, dying to self and the more real parts of Christianity, then they're like, wait, but but this guy said that it was it was, it was just about, you know, tithing and doing this. It's like, nah, man. So then it gives them a faith crisis, which then allows for the enemy to come in and be like, you know, this isn't what you thought, and then it'll lead them to leave, to, to, to leave, to leave the body, which has been done a lot for, like, folks that, that were in the generation before us, like our Parents. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> I can count on my on my hands the my people that I've met that are like in their forties that like know Jesus like the whole thing and not just like you know the shouting and the, and the preaching on Sundays in, in church. So yeah, it's it's dangerous. But for those that are watching, I hope that y'all watch somebody that preaches substance and also makes it attractive. Find like find that good a point. balance a balance, balance which which, yeah. which 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 was talking about also in the sermon today. Also, I, I watched verse today. He's talk, talking hey, about. He's, he's talking about that too. Um, yeah. So I think that's just, just a good way to kind of round it out the conversation. It's like find somebody that is attractive to you in terms of how they speak, and then make sure that they're also preaching like the realness, because God's coming back soon, and you don't want to be left, you know, not not up there with him. So. Can't keep it real if your visuals aren't real. Can't keep it real. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, we can move on to the next topic. We can, um, I'll start with Teme, actually, because I think yours ties into what we're talking about. Yeah. So, it's like, uh, so. I don't know. How, how do we live like Christ in this? In this, uh, I forget the question. That's pretty much. Yeah, yeah how do we live like Christ like, in this day? Yeah. And um, I think this actually ties a lot to what we were talking about earlier because um, I was thinking, like, as Christians, right, you know, we are called to... The, the command given to his disciples was go and make disciples of all nations of all nations preaching them and baptizing them in the name of the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I was thinking about this. Are we called to how do I put this? Make the church more diverse or send the church out to the diverse places of the world? Because mm. mm. it's like the church could go bigger. You know, we have a creative ministry but then if it's just ministering in the church or if it's just you know 
forming a group in the church. It's like, how then do we then live out this call to go make disciples? So I think it's like the question, like how do we actually live like Christ in this modern day and age? Are we, have we been as Christians been coming together, been forming cliques and then not actually following the command to go out, you know, be in the world, but not of the world? I'll take, I'll take this one because the first, the first one I'm going to tell, I'm going to keep it real because we were just talking about keeping it real. Living like Christ isn't easy because mm. if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. <laughs> every, every, everyone would be doing it. Speak. Like, that's like, like, that's the first point. Like, you would see everyone, it would be a, like, it would be a perfect, you know, I wouldn't say perfect utopia, but it would be, you know, easier than it would be now. You know, there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be wars being fought on the battlefront, you know, day in and day out. Money will be used to, you know, further, you know, having a discussion around, you know, one big table where everyone has a seat instead of, you know, people who are, you know, in poverty or, you know, in famine, just, you know, not having what everyone else has. It would just be like, you know, a balanced area. First one. Second one, it's also not easy because that requiring everyone to shave their masks, which is what Billy was talking about today in his sermon. And the thing is, everyone has their mask that they keep, whether it be, you know, their own personal reason or something that they grew up with it. Everyone has a mask. And to our viewers, if you don't have one, you're lying to yourselves because everyone has a mask. Like, whether it be, as Billy said, you know, a corporate mask that, you know, you wear for your corporate job or if you just wear a mask at, you know, like my job, like, you know, teaching or like, you know, whatever you have, you're wearing a mask. And then when you get home, you take off that mask because you're at home and you can be yourself or you can't be because of family issues. So that's another reason. So if you if you don't no if you wear your mask the same way you do at home then that's the way you are in like you know real life once you take that off that's who you are and it's challenging to be who you are outside of your home because again people pleasing some like everyone's always trying to impress the next people whether it be a job interview because that's when you're all you know like hi how are you in your high octane <laughs> voice i know y'all all can relate <laughs> it'll be like hi how are you my name is so and so and it's like that's not your voice no your voice is this like, no, we're not trying to, you know, be Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz trying to audition for a job, like, on our daily <laughs> life. But, like, you know, that's how it is because that's our mask for how we're doing it. So, and everything is, like, the way we live like Christ is to be real, as we were mm-hmm. talking about, you know, before, is to really, you know, be what we're about. If you say you're about something, then be about it seven days a week and not just on Sunday. Because you know, as as it's like as you say, like people can do whatever they want during the week, but then on Sunday it's time to praise, and it's like that's not living like Christ at all. And I know sometimes like I can be guilty of that too. That's why you need to take it like a step back and reevaluate yourself. And as Billy said, why do you do what you do, and who do you do it for? That was one of the things that he asked us today in church, and it's something that I think we all need to take a step back and like really evaluate on our own time because once we understand that then we can have a better a better understanding of okay so is this really being like Christ or living like Christ or is this living for me and if the question is and if you're doing it for yourself then you need to take a second and think all right so how do I change it and how you change it is you know by being real if you say you know you're going to give, you know, if you're single, give, give. Don't, you know, post it on social media and say, hey, look, I just gave a homeless person like $5 because would Christ do that? No, he wouldn't. He would, you know, give the $5 and keep it pee. 
mm-hmm. he would keep it pushing. <laughs> so it's like that's I feel like it's hard to do it because of how we grew up and the world that we're in now. But again, we can't be Christ because there's only one Christ. Mm. So and it's even hard to get close to that. So the best way to do it is by just being real and understanding Christ's values and applying that to your life day in and day out without trying to be God. Mm. That's the I think that's the best way you can do it. Heavy on, heavy on that. I think to answer Timmy's question too, and you had an amazing answer. I think the realness is what's needed most of the times because I think a lot of the times people think Christians are like these higher than thou, like super deep people mm-hmm. that like just out of touch out of touch with reality. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. Like we're just like we're people. We struggle. We succeed. We laugh. We cry. We do all these things. We, we just love God at the end of the day. That's, mm. that, that's the only difference. And, you know, the, the Bible calls us to, to, you know, cast aside every weight, to cast aside our desires to follow Christ and allow him to fulfill our desires. So I think to Josh and Temme's point, showing the world that real... Forgot to mention, as I'm editing the podcast right now, Josh's camera died as we were recording. So we don't have any video past this point, but we have the audio of the entire show. So we'll just put a still image somewhere in here, just play it back. But yeah, we're learning, y'all. We're learning. Next time will be different. <laughs> to Josh and Temme's point, showing the world that realness, that like, yo, it's, it, it, it's, it's hard to freaking wait till marriage. Like, it's hard to, you know. You know what I mean? Like it's yo, it's it's hard doing, you know, it's hard not going off on people when they annoy you. It's it's hard not, you know, being selfish. It's hard to deny those parts of yourself that you grew up doing to follow a higher moral authority. That's what makes you human. And that, that makes mm-hmm. you human. And I think that which is also why I, I thank God for the show too, is that like we're I think just showing people like how we are and how we talk and how we just interact is important because people don't realize that like living this walk is hard. But I think showing them and being transparent is being like, look, I'm I'm following God, but like I'm struggling right now. Or like my my dad passed away, but I, but I still love God. Like show letting people into those spaces and like showing them like, look, life is happening right now and it's hard. But at the end of the day, I know that God is with me. And of the Bible that God speaks to us when we go through hard times. But I think transparency and realness are the two biggest things that we could do. Yeah, and like bouncing off of what y'all says, like usually because as a black people we have to code switch anyways, and just to please other people, unfortunately. But it doesn't mean we gotta code switch our beliefs. Like because we usually do that for the way we speak. Um and like even I I do that. We all do that at, at times. But like I feel like what nowadays, cause um people what the I say? People like yeah, like you said, they they go to church on one day and they they be walling the week, and they'd be real quick to judge too, cause just certain like certain sins and everything. Be like, oh yeah, are you gay? Y'all hell, but then you was just walling the other day, bro. Like what you mean? <laughs> like well, you know better than that person. Like what are you talking about? Like yo, you like, and God specifically says not to judge. And they like you know those people be on our campuses that be walling with the signs and it's yeah. like, and people yeah. go about the ball them, that. talk about oh so that's a whole Christian side. It's like no, that's not how we are. They're completely wrong like they're, mm-hmm. like they're doing everything completely incorrectly and i feel like nowadays we gotta understand that as long as we gotta be just as loud as they are but doing loudly in the right in the right way to show that look yo like we are actually just as loving 
So everybody, we try to put, spread the message in, their, in a loving way, unlike the people that do it in a hateful way, which is the, I guess, the more popular way people see it as, as see Christianity as. So like, we, we have to work on this, like, trying to like at least, well, I, I'm gonna say be loud, like not like don't go hold, hold a sign saying, yeah, you know, like no one won't be wilding. But like, at least try to do your actions as well as be as loud as they are to show that yeah, we are as loving and as caring as, as any other person, and that we try to spread the message in, in the right way. Bounce, yeah, bouncing off of that, like, I know social media, we talk about social media a lot here, but social media is a huge part of the reason why it's hard to, you know, keep it real, because honestly, if you go on social media, when was the last time you found someone who posted that they failed on social media? Damn. Rarely ever. Like, if yeah. you go back, like, when was a lot, like, whether it be like, <laughs> yeah, whether it be like, club, whether it be yeah. like anything, like, I know people are quick to, because of how we are, they're quick to say, oh, I just, you know, broke up with so-and-so or someone broke up with me. But aside from, you know, breakups and all those, you know, other romantic things, like, failing from a job or, you know, like, failing a, or failing like a test or, you know, not getting what you really wanted. When was the last time you really went on social media and said, I did this or had like one of those like black social like black Instagram screens where you're just like text like we're writing down a text <laughs> and saying I did this this is how I felt or this is how I failed today people don't do that because they don't keep it real as on social media sometimes the influencers they take a picture in a plane when really you're in a you're in a studio in California isn't that like the whole I, world, dude? I, it's, it's, it's like <laughs> 5,000 5, people done done that I don't know like, I can't keep track anymore, but there's a studio where it's like you can take pictures of it, like an uh, airplane. Uh, the scenery's outside, and I'm like, they got LG. clouds and everything. People, and, people pay like, for that? Yes, yes. <laughs> they like, well, pay. We know you're taking commercial, bro. Like, relax. <laughs> like, no, it's, not, it's, no, it's, it's not even the fact you're taking commercial. It's the fact that you're sitting at home trying to say you went on vacation when no, you at your house just like me. <laughs> if, if you don't make a day to day vlog and just talk about how you just cook some breakfast in the morning, like it's regular like, the other person, it's like well, you don't yeah. have to be extravagant, which is going back to the Mike Todd thing. You don't have to live life extravagantly because mm-hmm. I don't think living extravagant. I mean, y- yes, Jesus wants us to live well, yes, but He doesn't want us to like always be boasting or lying about extravagant, like to the grandioso thing of did we live, did, we, did I do things this extravagant when I didn't? Like, I didn't do this, so why am I saying on social media that I did do? And I think it would be easier if people just related to each other and really just, like, again, full transparency. Just say, oh, you know, I'm just over here, you know, enjoying, like, a nice day working at home or enjoying, you know, a cup of tea, like, outside or just taking a walk. Like, you don't have to do all this just to please people because Jesus definitely wasn't a people pleaser. He he most definitely was not. So it's like, no, chill, like. A, a one year ban from social media would do people a lot of good. It would do so much. It would do facts. so much if Twitter, Instagram just shut down, and completely not 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 open up five days later, but like had like a good like, like week the, or like a like, it was gone. like a like month or, like a month or so. I mean, not like gone because like people still need to like relate to people and like you know talk. But it's like True. don't like just give them a break to live outside of it and see you know what it's like to not be a people pleaser or, you know, do any of this sorts where it requires you to think of an idea that people like and, you know, try and become that idea. Again, like what Michael Todd, that I think that's what he's doing, trying to become the idea of what people like. And that's why he goes to the extent that he does because he gets feedback from people from his sermons on YouTube and they're like, oh, I like this, more of this or more of that. And so he sort of adapts and becomes that idea Instead of becoming the pastor that 
he's meant to lead these people in the in the word to and that's just not for him that's for like anyone like don't become the idea try and separate yourself from the idea mm-hmm. and then you'll be better off yeah facts it's, it's even like it's even like uh paul you know when they they when they saw him when he came they were like yo like are you isaiah you know because he was prophesying it was like you yo are you are you like the prophet you know like isaiah he's like no <laughs> that's not who I am. Exactly. I'm the one that he wrote about, the one, the, the the voice in the wilderness. You know, he separated himself from the idea. Same thing with Jesus too. You know, everyone thought Jesus was a prophet. You know, and that's why they they oftentimes I think I was reading this. His disciples even when he was in the boat, um, and he was sleeping, and he rebuked the storm. He calmed the storm. His disciples were like, "Yo, who's this man? Like, who's this man? Like, just the prophet, and he's like commanding nature itself. Like." How how does he have um hold on nature? But that showed that like he was separating himself from the idea that people had of him, like I'm not a prophet, I'm the son of God. And um I think something that you mentioned that oh yeah, so uh, yeah, a, th- a thought that came to me was like and everyone makes impact. You know, everyone can make impact, but impact that sticks is one that is done by someone who practices what they preach. So, you know, like, for example, think of in the music industry, everyone is a rapper nowadays, you know, but a lot of these rappers, they fall up because they don't practice what they preach, you know, and I'm not, I'm not supporting a lot of things that a lot of rappers preach nowadays. They fall in love they practice what they preach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they fall in love they preach. But, but yeah, like if you are actually wanting to make change in the world, right, you can't, you can't say, oh, I'm just going to, you know, say that this is change, but I, I'm not actually doing the change. I'm not being the change that I want to see in the world. No, we have to actually practice what we preach for it to stick. Facts. Mm. Facts. Facts. That was good, yo. This, this conversation is awesome. Like, I think, I think to wrap it all up, we can just be, like, separating the idea of what a Christ follower is with the reality because again like the world's the world's idea of what being a Christ follower is is like not something who's not in touch with reality or with like the real things that people go through because we have God but in reality the Bible never promised us happiness like I, 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 was, I was listening to a, a podcast <clears throat> uh, last year and the guy was oh wait was it a podcast no sorry it was a Instagram post and the dude was like if you look in the Bible, it never promises that my followers will have happiness. It always says you'll have peace, or you'll have, prov- or you have provision, or you'll have vision, or you'll have X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Which, like, Christians oftentimes try to look for the, try to look for like the happiness, try to like purport, like now that I have God, my, my life is like a hundred times happier. Which, in some cases, some some cases it will be. But your life will be hard also, not, not not just just because of what life will put you through, but like now you have Satan on your back. And now so so now you gotta be like a hundred times more in tune with your word, in tune with who you are, in tune with what your values are, and you have to be willing to give up anything at any given moment to follow Christ. And I think showing people and changing the narrative of what a Christ follower is by doing that is what's gonna help people, I think find out what it means to really follow Christ in this day and age and to be walking with him in that. Yeah, my Mm -hmm. like my last thing on that is people like especially like, you know, Christian followers, they try and like go straight for the mountaintops. 
of like their like whether it be like happiness or like success from following God. And that it's like almost like an expectation that that's what we get there instantly by giving your life to God and following him. When in reality, like my favorite quote from my sports analyst, like Shannon Sharp, or they call Uncle Shay, he said, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, he said, my, he said, my grandma always taught me things. The, um, the valleys will teach you some things that the mountaintops never could. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes you're not always going to be in that happiness state. God's going to bring you to the valley so that you can realize, you know, what you're truly meant to be. Then once you really understand that, then he'll put you at the mountaintops because you know what it's like to be in the valley instead of going straight for the mountaintops. Amen. That was awesome. That was good. Um, <clears throat> well, going off on that, our next topic, which, which we kind of talked about before, but uh, John, this is yours, uh, social media culture. Oh, yeah. Look, I started like this, yo. Like, I understand that school is not for everybody. I beg y'all. Whatever ninth, tenth grade, eleventh grade English class you got, pay attention because clearly y'all cannot read or comprehend. (laughs) On I am I'm just tired No, bro, because honestly, yo, people it'd be mind blowing how people just don't be thinking, yo. Like one main thing I be seeing, bro, (laughs) is that like, yo, nationality and race be beating people up like it's nothing, yo. People be like, yo, you're half black. And have like what like Jamaica or something like that. I'm like, bro, that's a place and a race. How you have a place and half a race, bro? <laughs> and they be full on arguing. It's like, bro, y'all skip what class y'all skip? Y'all didn't know what what, what, what that nationality is. Dudes were talking about Miles Morales. Oh, yeah, he's half black, half Puerto Rican. Son, w- w- one day they gonna be black Puerto Ricans, white Puerto Ricans. Can we can we can we agree on that, or is that just not possible, or we just forgot that that, that the world is, is diverse? <laughs> <laughs> it's like at, at what point will you? <laughs> Like, dudes will, will go and talk about, oh, you can't be a black cosplayer in, in the anime, right? And be like, as if black people don't live in Japan. When was Japan only one race? When? It's a place. It's a place. Like, and that's just one example of people to be mind-blowing to me, bro. I'm like, yo, y'all, like, what rocks did y'all come from? Y'all don't understand how English works, bro. It's like... Hold up, son. Who are you following? Nah, nah, nah. I'm on the app. I'm on the app. I'm tired. Who are you following? I'm on the app. I'm tired, bro. Take a Snickers. Even in the sports scene, son. Like, Antonio Brown. You know about Antonio Brown and what he was doing? Leave this man alone. He's going through issues. He hasn't been the same since that Vontae's Burfitt hit, and you know it. Who's Burfitt? Vontae Burfitt. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, that's, that's fine. Yeah, leave it. Look, chill. Chill on me for a second. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not on his ass. I'm going to be with the support on his ass. Because Shannon Sharp was talking about how, like, um, how Antonio Brown's been causing problems where he's, where he's been going at. And people would call him a coon because he's attacking a, a black athlete, even though there's, there's many athletes that get attacked for what they do. Like, Aaron Rodgers was attacked for uh, the vaccine thing. Da, 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 da. Just like... When y'all talk about mental health a lot, yeah. right? Because we, I care about mental health a lot. But when Paul Jones talked about how he was depressed in the bubble, what was y'all doing? Y'all didn't care. McCarthy Town says mom passed away. Y'all wasn't caring. People are mad fake on social media. And now this, oh, now it's mental health because your favorite player Antonio Brown is, is getting screwed. And that's something he did. That's what I'm saying. Like, y'all don't keep that yo, same like, energy. Yo, people, people talk so wild behind the keyboard. True. Keep like so, mm-hmm. people would never talk. Like I, I, I look at like LeBron's comment section on on Instagram. Like y'all would never say this to him in his face. Did y'all Twitter, see, Twitter fingers. Yo, did y'all see the video of that dude that was like that says, says something to LeBron at a game and then LeBron like stopped the game yeah. and then got the red. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And then they were like all shocked. Like and she was crying on boo hooing on the way. And she was like crying like yo like. 
and and then it came out later that he said something about like like his, his son. son right? yeah. Oh I'm yeah, like, he came mm-hmm. up to Bronny. Yeah, it's like yo, if, up to Bronny. If, if that was not a game, and, and, and like y'all just saw Bron on the street, yeah, y'all would have gotten like slept. You've been asking like, for quit. his autograph. <laughs> oh nah, nah, you would have been asking for like, an autograph, a picture, a handout. Like the like the guy who said uh, Lil Uzi Vert's car was ugly. And then when he saw it was Lil Uzi Vert inside, he was like, hey, yo, Lil. And he's like leaning into the window. I was like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> he got <laughs> caught on 4 How do you get caught on 4K? Got caught on 4K. But it's like, yeah, going off the same like thing, it's, um, there was a, there was a dude who passed away a while ago, Etika. Yes, and and, and like peace, yeah, re, yeah, rest in peace, Etika. Still, it's like he was going, he was going through it. Like evidently, evidently, and on Twitter, he was getting clowned for it day in and day out by his not only his followers but people on Twitter and whatnot. After this man died, people were like, "Guys, it's time we have a talk about mental health issue. <laughs> mental health issue is serious and it needs to be discussed so that no one can, nothing can happen like it did to Etika again. And I'm just over here like, not only are you fake, but you're wrong too. Cause it's like, how you gonna clown him, then tweet about mental health the day after he died? And I was on a follower too. I was on, I, I was on him like way on rice. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're not getting away with this. Cause I saw him underneath the comics, and I'm not gonna lie, I stalked his profile after he said Rip Etika. Cause I'm like, are you really saying Rip Etika for like the interactions, or do you really mean Rip Etika? You know what it is, you? Yeah. And then, and then I'm like, I'm like, I turned on my Sharon guy, and I'm like, you, I'm like, you lying. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you lying, because I looked on your profile, and you were the ones clowning him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, at what point on people do so, like, can we hold people on social media accountable for what they do? Because yeah. it's actually a, like a toxic culture when it comes to not only mental health, but how people think they can treat people behind the scenes. Because if you know the impact that your words have on someone... Like, will you still be saying this? Because people want to, like, it's fun and games. It's like, oh, yeah, someone posted their flight confirmation on Twitter, and then someone else called the flight airline and had it canceled. Key, 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 key. Like, it was like, like, <laughs> like, like, it, like, like, it's funny. Like, we're all laughing behind our keyboards, but it's like, what, a, how about that person? It's like, yeah, people think it's, like, it's a funny thing about how ruthless Twitter is, but at the same time, it's like, these have an impact on people's lives. Not only mental state, but like you don't know like what you can do to them, like you know physically if you're saying things about them. So it's just like as Jean was saying, it's like people need to be like you know held in check, and also like, yeah, like there should be like an IQ level to reach Twitter, because some like as Jean said, some of these people are some of these people are dumb. Some people don't know the definition. Some some people don't know the definition between and like no, not the definition, the use of there, there, and there. Shout out for the people who do, and your, your, and your. Like, up, like, and like, please, please, before you tweet, make sure you put your your as an apostrophe if you're talking about someone else saying you are. Please. One of the most freeing things I've ever learned about social media is actually, 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 actually from Dave Chappelle where he was like, I don't be on Twitter like that because Twitter's not a real place. It's not. And I was it's like, not. yo, think about like Instagram, like none of that is like like real. Like when, like when people be posting like their highlight reel or whatever, like. And even just with how deep stuff is, like, like nothing on there is real. It's all like the metaverse. People, people right. be posting right. pictures from vacation that you went on vacation four years ago. Yeah. And talking about I just yeah. came back. I just came back from um, Italy, and I'm like, no, you didn't. 
No, you did not. I saw those pictures on your story a year ago. Capper. We got it. It's like, uh, what's that thing? Uh, what's that show? The Arthur. He's like, he's a knitter. Yo, yo, nah, nah, nah. That episode, they knew what they were doing. That's all I'm saying. Now, that, that, that's all doing. I'm saying. They knew what they were doing. You got like the little star on there. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think uh, something that my mom always told me was like, don't say anything behind people's back that you're not willing to say to your face. Actually. And it's like, I think that's what social media is like. A lot of people just say things, but when they come face to face, they're not willing to say that. And I think that's what makes our generation very disconnected. The fact that people are willing to say things, you know, on social media because, you know, again, they're hiding behind this mask. But then when they come face to face, it's a whole different vibe or they can't even talk to each other or be with each other because they're holding something within themselves. And I'm like, like if I, I, we, I think that should be a standard of how we evaluate things. Like, bro, if I see this person, would I square up to them and, and like <laughs> go and be honest with them? You know, and I think this also ties into what we've been talking about, about mm-hmm. like being authentic, you know, being real, being, being real, keeping it real. Um, if I square up to this person, is this something, a conversation that I'm willing to have with this person or am I just going to post on social media just because, you know, I get validation from other people who would have the same mind as me, even though we're all mindless. I'm not going to lie, like, you, I've, I've been guilty of it too, you know, saying things about, like, we all been making jokes about Stephen A. Smith's hairline since, like, oh, 03. Since, like, we can see it. But it's like, if I ever saw Stephen A. Smith, most likely... I would be, you know, asking him questions about how he got there and trying to, like, you know, talk it up with him instead of bashing at his hairline because I know I'm not going to get anywhere by doing, like, by doing that. That's just full transparency. I think, like, everyone can be guilty of, you know, doing the same thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but Yeah, but it's like, how do you, like, go on from it after? And then speaking on that, it's also, like, how you treat celebrities on social media because celebrities on social media, I'm just going to let you know, regardless of the money, how much money they make, where they live, how out of touch society they seem to be, at the end of the day, they're still humans, they still have jobs, and they still have families. And a lot of people on Twitter don't seem to understand the fact that, and they comment, oh, why should should so-and-so be depressed? Or why should should so-and-so, you know, not like this? He has money, or he's getting a bag, or he's getting a stack. Mm -hmm. I'm like, they are they are humans, they have emotions, they can be depressed. Having money does not mean you're not depressed. You could like you could have a you could have a million you could not not a million a million's like nothing in this world no more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, could sure. you could have like inflation you, is killing inflation mm-hmm. is uh, bro, I, I blame the government. But uh, <laughs> but you could have like fifty million dollars and be depressed and people on Twitter will still be like, You live in this house, why are you depressed? And oh, you don't deserve to be depressed. And I'm just like, like deserve. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like deserve. It's, and it's like in sports, it's like when someone wants to win, and like they're a quarterback. It's like, oh, you know, you're getting paid at the end of the day. Why are you so upset about your loss? It's like, do you not have any drive in life to like, you know, do something or like succeed at something that you're going to bash an athlete for wanting to win by saying you're getting paid? What do you? And it's like, bro, like. Home manners mean a lot. Like, what you grew up with, it's amplified on social media. I was watching Will Smith on Twitter. He was giving, like, a little interview or whatever. This dude said that at one point in his career, he was suicidal. And, like, 
Yeah. Yeah. This is Will Smith, like, Men in Black. Have y'all seen Will Smith's house? Yes. Yeah, I've seen it. Bro, that is a college. Mm -hmm. Yes. And man's got all the money in the world, all the... He has a family. He got a family, Mm -hmm. three kids, Mm -hmm. and he was like, yeah, at one point I wanted to kill myself. I'm just like... And and y'all think that like just just because he got mad money, it's it's like all sweet. Because what's in the comments? Oh, it's scripted. It's like, like, all scripted. Like, 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 why why, why, why it gotta be scripted? <laughs> and to and to hit a home, a person who had it all, Robin Williams did. Robin rip, Williams. Rip from mm-hmm. to Robin Williams still. Rest in peace. Yeah, like he still did it. And it's like having money does not mean like you're immune to like everyday lives and like feelings. No, mm-hmm. you're still you're still a person in this world. Granted, you're you have a privileged role in this world but you are still a person in this world. So it's like, again, home training, just like, you know, on social media, ha- have some sense. Like, <laughs> just it, it's, it's just like... You're asking too much for people. I'm <laughs> asking too much for people, but it's like, but it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like on the thing of keeping it real, it's like, have some sense. I mean, I guess you are keeping it real by being your normal self, which is like, you need to take a look at yourself if that's your normal self. But it's, you, need to, you need to take a good look in the mirror if that's how you want to present yourself online, because it's like... Yeah, a, um, a person tweeted this because I follow a lot of sports tweets because mm. I want to go into, you know, sports media. Mm. And it was a good quote from a sports um, marketing coordinator. He said, it's not a good idea to tweet negative things about the company that you that you want to work for and then apply right after you tweet those things. Mm. And I think that's a great message to just like, you know, everyone It's like. Someone, like, no matter what you do, someone is watching what you do. And it's always going to leave, like, uh, like a carbon or, like, an internet footprint back to you. So it's like, again, like, you know, what Teme said, it's like, you know, don't, don't say things about people behind their backs, you know, and then, you know, that you want to say to their face. Because then it's like, you know, it's, it's like you already know what's going to happen. Like, it could get you out of a job, get you out of, you know, whatnot. Because people can always look at your tweets. And if your tweets are protected, that means you got something to ask on what you've been tweeting. So it's just more of like, and I like that tweet a lot because it, you know, hits home to a lot of people. Because a lot of people be, you know, faking and capping and then turn the page tomorrow. And it's like, you know, I want to apply for this job. And it's like, you're not going to get it because of what you said. And then, like, you're only going to have for yourself. So it's like, there's a reason why Twitter's 13 and up. Like, there's a reason. Even 13-year-olds. Might, might have to be a little higher than yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, there's a Like, yo, think about when we were 13. Like, I said some... Outlandish. Outlandish. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I go back on Facebook, and I'm cringing on what I said. <laughs> like, yo, I was talking crazy. <laughs> like, with, with, with my whole chest, I was like, and mm-hmm. nephew, and this, I was like, what the? I go said, back. With my whole chest. <laughs> with my whole chest. With like full, I, full confidence. Like, full confidence <laughs> that I was spanking. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, on, on the thing about the authenticity, I can't speak today. Authenticity. Authenticity. Like, um, because we all creators, right? So, like, if you have to be fake to be entertaining, just, like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's and cool. that's why I really enjoy watching people that's actually genuine. So I watch a lot of um like actually vlogs and everything. Yeah. Like, like I told you earlier about the day to day vlogs, right? Yeah. People have made boring stuff look interesting. You don't have to be going out all the time. You don't have to be traveling all the time to be having interesting, well, not life or to make something look cool or be, be entertaining. You can be your real self. You can be like at your crib just chilling, 
and talk about whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I made a video earlier where I was clearly freestyling it, but I was like, I was genuine like, throughout, like the, throughout the entire thing. I made it genuine because I was like, yo, what? Someone could write a, I could write a script, you know what I'm saying? Be like, oh, put a different voice on, put like a, hello, guys, look to my YouTube channel. Um, Please like and subscribe, da, 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 all that. I was like, nah, I'm just gonna speak and talk because that's, that's me. That's who I am, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be fake to be entertaining. If you do, then I guess you just, you really just not entertaining, bro. I'm sorry. Like, the only thing about <laughs> being fake at entertaining on, like, you know, social media and everything is. At what point do you sep again separating yourself from the idea? At what point do you separate your persona that you're trying to be on? You know, whatever it be like you know YouTube, Twitch, or you know what like whatever you put yourself on than your actual person, because they can either mix or and not figure out who you are, or you could you know be exposed when you know you slip because. You're gonna slip. Like everyone, you can't have two personas, like personas, and you know keep it that way. Cause that's like living two lives. You can't. You can't live. You can't have a family over here and a family over here. Two families, one man. It's not gonna work. It's not because sooner or later, you know something's gonna hit the fan. And was are gonna meet. Exactly. Mm. Some, <laughs> something's gonna happen, and that's like what it's gonna be with like you know yourself, cause. You can't handle two people inside your body, cause God gave you mm. one body and one mind. He didn't give you two. He didn't give you two heads. He gave you one. Mm -hmm. So right. it's like, how? It's like you know, you're not gonna be able to think clearly. You're not gonna be able to act clearly if your internet persona and your personal persona are you know separate or blending. It's just not gonna work. Actually, if your personal life is like weird, they're like, oh, you like this. I thought you was like this, you know what I'm saying? They're like, hold on, like you're real different from what you put on the internet, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Just like being a creative, just like be like be who you are on social media, be who you are, be like be authentic, cause it's like either way, like you know, you're gonna you're gonna meet people who know you from your tweets or something like that, whether you make it big or not. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. they're gonna they're gonna recognize. That someone's gonna be like, hey man, you made that tweet. You're like, wait, I said that. Oh no, people get tweets. <laughs> no, people get tweets dug up all the time when you make it big. Yeah. Oh man, true. Like, you saw how they came for Kevin Hart when he was about uh, to host the uh, Oscars or Emmys, I think. I yeah, that that whole. Thing. What was it like a two, three years ago? Yeah, it was. They it was like the ringer. It was like ten years ago too. Like we talked about this too. Yeah, we did uh, talk about this, but like that was just it, that was dumb. But I think that can tie in, tie into our last topic also about creatives and like and like mental health with creatives. Mm -hmm. So you want to take it away? Yeah. So basically, you know. We're all we're all Christians. We're all mental. Um, we're all like you know in tune with like mental health and whatnot. And then it's like we're all Christians as well. So combining those three things, you know, it's it's hard to like how no not wow I'm messing up. How do we really stay again? It's a concept of being real. How do we stay true to like you know who we are with the you know our mental health, being Christians and creatives when it's so hard in this world because people are either going to push you one way or they're going to push you another way. I know, you know, graphic designers, you're at, like, sometimes you're at the mercy of, you know, who, you know, what your job is or if you're freelancing, what they want. So it's like, are you taking something that's, you know, good for mental health? Are you taking something that, you know, that God's going to, you know, that's rewarding God in, you know, his way? Or is it going to be something that, you know, that you feel that yourself is doing right which is again, those three are totally can be totally different because being a Christian, creative, and in tune with their mental health <clears throat> can be totally separate or combined. But it's really hard to really be in tune with all three of them at the same time. So it's mm -hmm. like, how do we do that 
in, of course, like this day and age, and especially with art, because, again, as we talked about before, you know, se- separating the um, separating the idea for the art or the art from the artist or the, you know, everything like that, it's like people have really twisted the way that art should be when it comes to, you know, like Christianity. Or it's like, I'm making, I'm making like, you know, this, or art has really been like, um, um, what's it called, like perverse or like um, perversion or whatever it's called, mm. where there's, you know, you're making art, but it's not like, it's, it's disgusting art. And it's, you know, how do we sort of bring back art to really be what it's meant to be and use it to inspire others in a Christian way and as our mental health really, you know, take breaks because being creative is hard work. It's it's hard work. Sometimes you're up late at night. Sometimes you're up early in the morning. Sometimes, you know, it's a quick turnaround. Your boss is going to be like, look, I, I know this is tough, but I need this by, like, you know, 10 a.m. and it's already you know like 9:30, and like mm-hmm. that like that's how it is. So it's like taking like how do we take the steps to really like ensure that we're doing the best that we can for God, our mental state, and while still being attuned with our creative abilities. I think I want to take this one first because I struggle with it. Well, I struggle with it, but I I recognize the the the, the relationship between the three of those a lot. Um, for myself, I think part one is is, is is recognizing that your creativity is not your identity is not your identity. Mm-hmm. Like being an artist is a part of who you are. God made you with hella talents. Being a creative is just, just the one that he wants you, he wants you to use primarily to do whatever it is he wants you to do on the earth. And then once you realize that, then it becomes a lot easier because now you're not looking to your art for your for your mental well being or your mental detriment. Like your art can't your art, your creativity, and the creative spaces and spaces that you're in, like comparison, jealousy can come up, whatever. But when you realize that that, that you're that you're not your art, it makes the process a lot easier because now you're not. Because now, it, when somebody is better at you, like at photography, for example, mm. then your ego isn't like touched by that. It's just like, okay, well, he's better than me. Cool. Like, but how can I help this greater collective of artists in Philly or my friends or whoever else that you're called to serve at the time? How can I help them? talents I think that's one then I think for mental health not putting your your identity in your art is huge for that too because when you when you don't put your 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 identity in your art then uh, when then when the art is stripped away it's not it doesn't impact you either because like I mean we were all in quarantine at one point so we all can relate to like wanting to create with our friends and wanting to take photos and wanting to do this, but just being stuck in this space. And I know for myself, I struggled a lot with that, but it helped. It helps now realizing that like, if art was taken away from me, I'm not incomplete without that. Like I'm still me. I'm still Ade. I'm still, you know, my my. I'm still my brother's, you know, big brother. I'm still my mom's son. I'm still my best friend's, you know, friend. I'm still me. I'm still God's child. And my art doesn't impact that whatsoever because it's not me. It's just an extension of what I can do. So I think having that kind of and 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 that and that goes with everything because the world oftentimes will try to put what you do and who you are in the same bucket. And they're entirely different. I'm, I, imagine it like this. Imagine there's you in like the circle and then there's like six circles around that and each circle has a different attribute. So like for myself, 
they say I'm in one circle, and one, in one, one circle there's art, and one circle there's business, and one circle there's family, et cetera, et cetera. If one of those circles is, is turned off, I still got the, the other five left. So I can still act as Ade without having access to one, two, or even three, because I still have the other three, or I still have the other two, or the other four, I still have the other five. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, the, that's how I look at it, is with like balancing my art and my creativity and my mental and stuff like that. Um, I guess my answer would be just definitely pacing yourself and just like not trying to be like a perfectionist. Because I've had those problems of like, where I would see others doing well, and I feel like I have to move faster to get to what those people are doing so I can do it all myself mm-hmm. and then stress myself out from working too hard to get to that point, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, other people have gone through that because that's definitely how, like, because you have it for other person, but you're like, damn, like, I'm still at where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going through this situation. Look around, it's like, yo, I could get there too. You know what I'm saying? And then it's also like when you release things, you're like, okay, I messed up a lot and I don't like this. Because you know the hard you stare at your, your crap, you always find little small details you missed up on. Like, I did it all the time about edit videos. I always see something I could have fixed. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, I could have done this mask a little bit cleaner. I could have done this a little bit better. But then if all you care about perfection, if it's perfection every single time, you'll never be able to release the content to actually grow. Because failing is a part of the creative process. So oh, being shit. able to understand that all the mistakes you're making <clears throat> is fine because we've all made the mistakes. Even the best editors have made those mistakes. The best dancers make mistakes. The best artists make mistakes. The best rappers have made mistakes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So like, like, no matter, even if it looks bad now, that's just a part of the process. It's going to get better over time as you keep making things. Experience is a big part of creativity. And I feel like people be forgetting that. People think, okay, I got to be good now. You know what I'm saying? I got to be like one of the best at this very moment. Instead, it's a pro- the process is just as important as the end goal. You know, people just like to skip the, the journey and go straight to the finish line. And I think that's like a big part of what be stressing people out these days. Gotta go through them YouTube tutorials first. You gotta go through those. Gotta go through those. Bro, I started I started understanding the process when I started mixing my own music. I'm like, dang, this is hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> this, this takes time to do like EQ, high, low frequencies. I'm like, this is hard, but you know, it's the process that we learn because we learn from that. But I think everything we create should be submitted to God. Right. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it should look like what every Christian makes. Because I think what happens is that everyone believes, oh, if my thing is meant to be submitted to God, so it should look a certain way in the community. So that's why you have everyone just doing the exact same thing over and over again. And it's like, yeah, I'm making it for the glory of God. But it's like, <laughs> you're just trying to be like everybody else. <laughs> you're not trying to be submitted to God. Because if you were submitted to God, then... Even though your work would reflect the glory of God, it will stand out as, oh, this person did this for God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that, oh, you know, it's just, it's, just, it's just something for God. But no, 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 no. There is someone here, and he did it for God. You know, it shows that this person has glory and reverence for God. And then when that ties into our creativity as creatives, um, I believe that there is like this misconception that being a Christian, I have to be a yes man. You know, or I have to Please. always say yes. Please. 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 And <laughs> it's like it's like no, 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 no. There is no's too. And when that also comes to my create cr- my creativity, you know, not everything will work for me. That will work for you. You know, some things work for you. Some things work for you. But like there is a no. There is no's in that space, and we have to have an understanding that there is no's in that space. And what no's in that space does for us is that it helps our mental health, because if my no is, um, let me see, for example, if my no is, oh, I can't work past a certain time, you know, 
then I'm like, okay, from this time to this time, even though I'm a creative, quote unquote, like you said, it's not my identity. It's what I what I do is not my identity. Even though I'm a creative, but from this time to this time is the time that I that works best for me. Then I stick to that. You know, then that doesn't affect my mental health because if I'm trying to push past what I was made to or what what I've already been given, my my own person, you know, the person that the identity that God has given to me then that would cause me to trickle down this place of like having doubts or having insecurities or having anxiety trickling down my mental health. So I think when I said that everything has to be submitted to God, it's like, God, examine me, you know, know who I am and be real. Like this is, these are my working hours. These, these, these are what I can do. These are my um, things. These are my aspirations. And this is it. And my schedule could look completely different from another person's schedule, but when I start comparing myself to someone else, that's where it starts taking a toll on me. So I have to learn to, as a creative, to be individual and not compare myself to other people. Because when I begin to compare myself, that's it starts taking a toll on me. Yeah, you, okay. cannot, you cannot compare yourself when you're an artist, like at all. That's why I stopped making uh, um, AMVs actually, because I realized that the more that I would make them, the more I would try to be like my favorite editors and the more I wouldn't have like a voice so I was like and also I just kind of grew out of it but that was a big reason to why I stopped making them because like and I think as an artist knowing yourself and finding your your own voice like you have influences sure but like at the core of all those influences what like how do you rap how do you take photos how do you you know edit stuff how do you dance how do, like how to at the core of your influences where are you at Cause if you're, cause if you want to be a rapper and you're, and you're just like, well, I'm kind of a mix of like, Jid with like some Kanye with like some, Ken, but, but yeah, it's cool. But like, how do you? But like, rap? who are you? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, like knowing yourself is huge. Cause then from there, you're more secure in your own artistic voice, and you're able to realize to Tommy's point, like, what what can you say no to? Mm. Which I, th- I think the whole narrative of like the starving sleep deprived artist that's not because like being real like for me art wise I don't work past eight and because like that's that that's what I do for me because I know if I work past that I'm gonna burn myself out and like the whole narrative of like what an artist is is gonna impact you a lot negatively if you're if you're not in tune with who you are because if you, if, if, if you go on IG right now the whole thing with like artists is like Constantly creating, like all the time, yep. no breaks, no whatever. Twenty four seven, seven days a week. Twenty four seven, like always posting, always doing, you know, IG marketing on that one post, making sure it reaches hundreds of people, whatever. But like, does that if that works for you, cool. But like, what do you think about that? Like, not what do you think will be the best cure, but like, you as an artist, what do you want to make? How do you want to create? What do you, what do you want to see in the world? That helps. That'll help you a lot in figuring out like your own voice. I feel like the like the best thing would be for you know the in, like the movement for like artists to stop with the notion of if you're not creating then you're not doing anything. Yes, you because because it's like yes. some it's like <laughs> some of like the so mad, it's like it's like some of like the best things just like you know. 
come from, you know, not creating, whether it be from, you know, like taking a walk or whether it be from, you know, like listening to music, downtime by yourself, you know, enjoying things like seeing a movie. Most people that I know in graphic design, they get their ideas from looking at movie posters or looking or just like going on walks and looking at things in, you know, nature. And, you know, to a day's point about, you know, about with him stopping AMVs, it's like no... <laughs> know your limits and what you can do. Not saying it's like, you know, stop doing them for like, you know, fun or anything, but it's like if you want to, you know, do something, say like, I know I'm not a good video editor. I can do video, like photography, videography, but like, video, or, like the edits and all that, that's where I'm like, you know, like, y'all got, <laughs> y'all got this. Cause I, 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 bro, I see, like, someone posted, like, what they did to make one highlight, and I was like, bro, my brain just legitimately shut down. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I saw, I saw like the little blues up top, the main video, like the text, the yeah. edits, yeah. like the like overlays, and I'm just yeah. like, yeah. I, saw I saw the time, I saw the, I saw the, I saw the edit timeline. I'm like, I'm like, y'all got this. I'm gonna stick to taking them and like doing the graphic designs out of them and the communications. But y'all got this. Y'all video <laughs> editors got that because sheesh. Oh. I think also you can add on to like I don't I don't know what people do with this nowadays, but like you can be a Christian creative without having to make Christian content. Like you don't have to. Oh, like, let's <laughs> talk about this. <laughs> please. Oh my god! One big <laughs> one big perfect example is Corey Kitchen, right? He's openly Christian. He's he's made it clearly known, but he just plays games. That's perfectly fine. You, he plays any type of game. He plays horror, horror games. He plays everything, right? So mm-hmm. I think Blizzard are also the same way. Like you can you can be a Christian creator. You don't have to create Christian content. You don't have to force yourself to do so. As long as you, as like you said, bring up the God, submit to God. Like your content does not have to be like, oh yeah. So I'm I make this this content. I'm, I'm playing this game. It's about um, the, the the Moses walking through the desert or something. Like you know, it doesn't have to be like that, bro. Like you, you can create what you bro, want to create. You know. Yeah. Here's the thing. If that's what you want to do. Cool. Right. If you want to make a video game about about the Bible, if you want to make a show about the Bible, cool. Right. That's your thing. But please, all my all the Christian viewers that are watching, if you're a creator, please listen. Do not try to make art for the church. Make art for yourself yes. and for God. Because the church will always try not always, I'm gonna take that back. The church will all the church will sometimes try to pigeonhole your creativity to what they think glorifies God. Mm-hmm. Which isn't what which they, again, they're not you. They don't know you. You know yourself, and you know what your relationship with God is like. You know what convicts you and what doesn't. So if you want to make that, then cool, but don't think your art is limited to that. If you want to make something cool, that's just like a song that, like, tell me, like, tell me pretty, make, makes lo-fi music. It's not like a, lo- a, like a, lo- a lo-fi version of, like, Waymaker. It's just lo-fi music, and it sounds great, and, like, it, I'm... And I guarantee you, this is my personal philosophy, but I think that art made by Christians that's not overly Christian reaches reaches more folks than art that is that is intended for that one audience. More people that I know that aren't Christian know about dudes like KB and like Montel Fish than they do about like Hillsong, mm-hmm. and that speaks right. Mm-hmm. Like it's just yeah. Shout out to Lecrae. But it's like, and it's also speaking on your like the pigeonholing, like if you're making things for like the church, people from the church will try and hold you to that. And it's like, oh, there's a quote, you know, forcing good intentions on others is no different from an evil act. It's just like, it's just like the fact that you're trying is like, come on, like, we get it. We get it. You know, you want to glorify God. Okay. You create. Like, and it's like, to your point, 
yes, you can make what you want, but, you know, reminder, you're still a child of God. If you gave your life to Christ, don't go overboard with your art. Like, just don't. Like, you know, boundaries. Artists have boundaries. They should have boundaries. You said you start working at 8 p.m. Yes, like, that's a that's a good time to start working because it's like, no, you <laughs> still want working. time to yourself. <laughs> so that's when you start No, and it's like some people start late, but, like, don't dedicate your entire day to it because yeah. that's when your mental health starts to get stressed yeah. because you're like, I got to fit. Like, you, you have a quota or you have a queue. And if you have that quota, if you don't reach that quota, then it's like, like, who am I? What do I do? That's when you start getting like, <laughs> right, that's, right. The, that's when you start, that's like when you start mixing Red Bull or coffee and you start to see sounds because you're working too much. Red Bull and coffee is a crazy combination. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, that's what it's like. That, people literally destroy themselves by overworking themselves in the creative community. Whether that, and creative goes way beyond visual, it could be social media. Because, like, I know people, that like, content creation, some people work with, like, you know, social media, the social media coordinators, the social media moderators, the social media managers. It's like, I, again, I follow a lot of them, so I'm here. Like, everything I'm saying, it's like, it's a condensed version of what I'm, like, what's in my brain from hearing them or hearing mm-hmm. what they tweet. But all I'm hearing from them is, take a break. Mm-hmm. Like, the Eagles, on their bye week, they gave their creative team the week off. That's man, look like, lovely. Like lovely. they hey, gave yo, you like got the, yo, and, you got their LinkedIn? I do. The Philadelphia Eagles. But it's like literally and it's there was a um like it was a movement that a lot of like I saw the people with check marks start to come in there. I was like, ah, oh, y'all you guys there are you got you guys are bringing in the big names in the industry. And it's like a lot of them were saying that yes, this needs to be done more often because a lot of times like, they're demanded to, like, create, 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 create. Like, they have their Wednesday posts. They have their Thursday posts. They got their Friday posts. And the Eagles are just like, nope, this is a bye week. The players are off. You take the week off. And it was – it's it's beautiful. And a lot of people in the comment section, again, Twitter, like, as you say, right. people need to check themselves. They were, like – they were saying, why should you guys get, the de- like, the week off? This is your job. Your job is to create, so create. And it was, like, it was, like, it was, it, it was like, it's, like, you could tell, like, what kind of people they were from how they were, like, tweeting. It's, like, the people who demand, like, the social media manager to, like, fire players. It's, like, we can't fire them. It's, like, it's like what, what are they supposed I, to do? I'm, I'm the person behind the Twitter account. So it's, like, the, and it's, like, all the Eagles players. They, I mean, not the Eagles players. They, um, the creative team, like, their coordinator, their videographer, they all were, like, just going down and retweeting. It's, like, Oh, today I was told that I shouldn't be able to take a day off for so and so. That that's that, that's great, guys. And I'm like, yeah, it's like not like this isn't more so like you know Christian community, but it's like it's more so overall in your mental because they need mental breaks too. Because mm-hmm. like you're not gonna be creating for a week straight, or when the team has a a week off, or whoever you're creating for has a week off. Like more companies should bless their creatives with weeks off or not sure. weeks off like days off or like you know three days off or something like that yeah look, let me tell you something as a graphic designer as a professional graphic designer that has done graphic design for the past four years and has learned adobe has done commissions all that stuff y'all can't see us in anything do you know how much time it takes the mask the, the layer to, mask no, 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 oh the, not even the mask and the layers like InDesign. you what y'all know about paragraph styles, character styles, yeah. kerning, mm-hmm. letting, tracking? People who are good graphic designers are going to love me for this. Y'all, like, you know how much it takes to come, come up with an, an original idea for somebody? 
that find the type for that idea. And sometimes, there's sometimes that some look fonts aren't cheap. That comes that comes out of your pocket unless you're unless some twenty five dollar fonts. Yeah, that comes out of your pocket. And like Google fonts are cool, but they don't do the job all the way. So like to find come 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 come, come up with a new idea or find the fonts for that idea. Come up come up come up with a color pattern. Come up with your you know concept designs. And and then send it to one client, and then 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 they reply back with their critiques. Then you go through like four rounds of creative critiques, mm-hmm. and then you come out with the post. Y'all don't know what that's like. Y'all got no idea what they that's don't know, like. No, no, man, it's broken <laughs> down. Like yo, because before like that, I, I did like a I think a an EP cover, and then he told me the name. He said okay, let's go based off the name, bro. I sat there for days thinking like yo, what am I about to do with his name? <laughs> and, I, and then how am I going to approach it? What am I going to make with it? The type and style. The exact type of style. Because then he asked for like either a 3D style or a 2D. So, you know, like I do 3D stuff. So I'm like, okay, do I go on Blender? Or do I go on like Photoshop do something? This, this is a whole, this, this is the pre-planning it's itself. This is a whole thing. thing. And people don't man. be understanding that. And also, you were talking about it earlier about the um, how you stop the envies. Like I, I stopped drumming because like in the church, I used to drum for my church a lot. But then like I ended up not liking it because like I couldn't drum the the way I want, I don't get to drum that specific genre mm-hmm. of music. Only with the either the gospel gospel songs or Haitian compa, and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like it. And I still love drumming, but like I'd rather just do it as a hobby. Because like, if it's a hobby, it can stay a hobby. It doesn't have to be profitable. Like yeah. some people get that mixed up. Exactly. Like, you can keep a hobby. Yes. A hobby. You oh don't have gosh. to do it to make money. You know what I'm saying? So if I drum again, I'd love to just do it just for fun. Like, I don't want to have to do it for like as a performance. I do it for someone else. I have to do it for myself. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I think, like, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no go ahead. I'm gonna go off topic. When are y'all talking? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go I was saying it's like I like, like five minutes left. So. All right. Shoot. All right. Make it quick. I do graphic. I do graphic design on the, on the sides, like you know, building my portfolio and whatnot. I do it for fun. If someone asks me to do it, I will add it to my skills. But I'm not going to push it for money right now because I enjoy making sports edits. That's what I do for fun. Mm-hmm. Now, like being a communications coordinator, like doing all that. That's what I was trained to do. So I, okay, I will go and pursue that path. But it's like those things that I developed, they were hobbies. But if they assist me in what I'm doing, then I will gladly bring them along for the ride. But I'm not going to force them because I feel like we need to take care of ourselves first. Because, again, we only have one body and one mind. If we overwork ourselves, stress, stress ain't good for you. So, you know, take care of yourselves. Do what you want to do for fun. And if it turns into something, it turns into something. Just enjoy the ride. I think, yeah, what I wanted to say, I was watching this show, The Get Down. Um, I think show. it's a phenomenal show. Because it, it brings, like, origin of, like, hip-hop and scratching and DJing. But um, they had this, like, what, like a producer. And he's, like, stressing out about a song that he had to write for the girl. And he's, like, doing all, like, kind of drugs, like cocaine, and he's doing everything. And then they come into his apartment. The girl's like, her uncle's like, waiting. It's like, man, this, this song has been taking too long. It's time for me to get this song. Chapter up, I paid you money for it. And then they see this guy like overdosed in his bathtub. And then one of the girls, apparently she knew how to do it because she said her mom used to do it for her dad when she was a kid. So she like brought him back, revived him back. And what was interesting was that he had an idea, but he couldn't finish it. And... It was not until they were in a space where he was like, okay, I have to present this thing before this man. And he knew he didn't have anything. And then something happens. One person is talking to another person about family issues. And before you know it, like he's like, oh, wait, I've, I've got it. And then he, he's like, hey, you guys play the drum this way. 
and then another person is like hey you sing this way hey you come this way and i think what i was trying to get to with that point is that how as a creative like you said there's only so much that you can do but when there is a collaboration and i think i don't know if collaboration is something that is encouraged within the creative community but when there is a collaboration with works it takes the burden off the person who is doing the work and it um it kind of like lets you do what you're capable to do but also allows other do what they're capable to do to make your work better so I, I i that's why i love the idea of collaboration like an orchestra for example you have a bunch of people all good at what they do but then when they come together it's like whoa it's like man like look at the sounds of these things like when all these instruments come together it's so beautiful so i think in the creative community building that habit of like let's collaborate you know it's it's something that should be encouraged whereas like man if you have this skill i have this skill like let's get together let's make something it will mm -hmm. be awesome because i think some of the greatest <coughs> things that have been created are things where multiple people have come together brainstormed and then actually like brought out the idea definitely Look, man, we got to get up out of here because we're actually like 45 minutes over time. <laughs> <laughs> but we hope that y'all enjoyed the episode. We're going to continue to bring you more of these once a month. We're excited for this new season of MOG, and we're excited that y'all came up for the ride and you're stuck with us for the ride because, look, when you were off for, for, the, for, for them six months, y'all didn't leave. Months, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we were gone, but y'all didn't go nowhere, amen? So, <laughs> so anyway, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all, and we'll catch y'all in the next one. Stay blessed, wear a mask, and peace Keep it a pee. Keep, what does that mean? Keep it pushing. <laughs> that, that camera's definitely dead. You should be talking. I feel like that camera.